0: hello everybody welcome to pop culture period piece podcast i'm laura i'm julie and we're gonna talk about a pop culture period piece and the theme this month is winter movies
1: and um before we get started how are you doing julie i'm doing okay i it's you know we record these prior Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm really good at articulating myself tonight (laughs) um you know we record these early Um, Mm -hmm. and so where I am in time and space is we are about to have a few days off this week for Mm -hmm. the Thanksgiving holiday. And I feel like I've been like living for those extra few days off in a week for a while. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm really excited. No, I
0: honestly thought it was a Thursday for a very long time. I was like, Oh, it's only Tuesday. It's only Tuesday. Come on. How are you going to make it through tomorrow? So, yeah. Um, yeah. I bet our listeners want to know, because I was editing.
1: (laughs) What do they want to know?
0: (laughs) I was editing two uh, of our previous, so we record early. So we recorded um, the episode that just got released today, like maybe about a month ago. And then the episode that is going to be released next week, we recorded last week. And um, in both, what you had to look forward to was the Sprouts that was opening. (laughs)
1: Uh
0: (laughs) So has the Sprouts opened? (laughs)
1: No. Um it opens December 8th. Okay. So we're 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 two weeks away from the eve of the sprouts opening.
0: Okay. So this might we actually might this might air like during while the sprouts (laughs) is open. So I really I hope everyone's
1: as invested in the sprouts opening as I am.
0: I just love how the one that I edited today, like that we released (laughs) today, was like, I'm so excited. And then the next one is you and Tony going, we are both so excited.
1: (laughs) It's a big, it's a big deal. I mean, um, Orlando has like a grocery store monopoly. Mm -hmm. It's, it's pretty much, yeah, it's Publix or Whole Foods. Mm. Um, there are some Aldi and there are some, who is the meat people? Oh, I don't know. People. It's not was, Wegman's, it's the other. Oh, Cole.
0: Is it? Do you have a Kohl's? What? No. What else is there? No, that's Pittsburgh, sorry. Um, oh, they the meat people are also the people that do Albertsons. They also do dry ice. No, it's not um, al- <laughs> if you want dry ice in Orlando, go to an Albertsons. I'm just saying.
1: Oh, don't ask do me how like I know that You're like, I want to chat. Win Dixie. Win, oh, uh, yep. Wait, is there a Winn-Dixie? Yes, That's there is. In Orlando? Mm-hmm. I want to
0: say there's one, like, there's one
1: near the airport on some. Okay. So, again, limited <laughs> limited options. Um, Publix you is want great dry ice. if you're doing a BOGO. Mm, or yeah. you want dry ice, apparently. Um, or a hoagie. I'm- like, Publix is great for a hoagie
0: sandwich. Sorry.
1: So, <laughs> so in Pittsburgh well I mean I'm from Pennsylvania so yeah, I also yeah. caught a hoagie but the alliteration is pub sub mm,
0: mm, yes okay
1: well listeners we will keep you updated don't worry <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're gonna message me on like Octo- or October 8th December 8th and be like give me some sprouts content
0: I mean we need it now I feel like you mentioned it once we're gonna forget it twice sprouts content if it, we're now a sprouts podcast
1: um maybe they'll sponsor us Ooh, hey sprouts
0: <laughs> so julie what what recommendations do you have
1: yeah um i'm is i don't know if this counts as a recommendation but i saw ghostbusters afterlife <gasps> oh, this jealous. past weekend mm-hmm. and i just i just loved it i needed it um mckenna grace just fantastic Mm -hmm. um but all all of the kids in that movie were stars and (laughs) I'm gonna be salty about people that I adore and care about in my life that um felt like the movie was a disappointment because it lacked the original Ghostbusters humor and or it underused Paul Rudd because he's a star and similar to star wars it's not your ghostbusters it's really not we're old and decrepit compared to the new generation that they're developing and man if i were a kid and saw ghostbusters and saw that i could be a ghostbuster Mm -hmm. it would have been a different experience than my tween sexual awakening over egon wait was that your sexual awakening I I had two crushes. The two well, the two crushes that I can distinctly remember are <laughs> 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 uh, Egon from Ghostbusters, Solid, and Gambit from the Marvel cartoon show. Oh.
0: Interesting. I not that it's similar at all, but I was uh, our friend Tony friend of the podcast. Um, we were going through the Spider-Man ride at Universal, and I was like, I just want a gargoyle ride, because My Sexual Awakening was that main gargoyle, like one of them, you know what I mean, and Demetri from Anastasia.
1: Wait, how did Spider-Man get you to the gargoyle ride? Talking about, like, the animated series,
0: like Spider-Man the animated series and Batman the animated series. Okay, okay. And how, like, <laughs> I wanted a gargoyle ride, because, I don't know, it was just a, it was a hot show if you were in fourth grade, I guess. <laughs> Oh. i have no recommendations except for talk to your friends about their sexual awakening of random animated characters because especially if you know who their spouses are that's really fun because like you tell me those two things and i'm like I eh, can see it you can see it through line
1: really what All movie right. are we- so yeah <laughs> I thought you said you just asked. <laughs> I know, I did, and then, and then I didn't sorry. hear you. And then listeners were I didn't hear problems. you ask.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What movie are we talking about today?
1: We are talking about 1994's Little Women. Um, before we begin talking about this, have you seen the new one? Could you pick 1994 specifically? I haven't. Okay, me neither. I haven't because i want to now (laughs) okay
0: me personally i don't know if i like i know i eventually want to but i love this movie so much that like to have another movie compete with it seems weird
1: yes i get that but man i just i i love this story Mm -hmm. were you ever a
0: in your oh the plot of little women the plot of little women it's these sisters that grow up together and one sister's a writer and she wants to be a writer and shenanigans ensue as they grow up but like you know heartwarming shenanigans where they all uh find a mate and one of them dies i feel like i don't have to plot little women as much as other things um and yeah no i
1: i mean I, i think one of the the key points um to the plot is that it's like an autobiographical account I mean, it's not an autobiography, but mm-hmm. it, it is heavily informed by Lou, Louisa May Alcott's own life. Yeah. So were you in
0: any of the, like, play adaptations of Little Women or the musical?
1: Man, I I was not. I feel like I missed that window in my life because mm-hmm. uh, this was just, I loved, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Ten Pickwick Papers.
0: to to tip my own hat i was beth in undergraduate school (laughs) so i have a a weird um sentiment towards beth as a character but i think i'm probably an amy um like in life in life yeah well at least in my sister group gotcha yeah i know you don't like amy you did text i know i'm
1: like i feel real bad
0: about what i said about amy (laughs) No, she I'm a brat. I am not the best little sister, so but I also I will defend I Amy be. too.
1: Okay, let's spend some time, let's dig into that because start to finish, Amy needs to be defended to me.
0: Why? Okay. What what first off you think you're a Joe, don't you? I think you are a Joe and a Meg mixed together.
1: I don't know who I am. Do you think I'm a Joe and a Meg? Yeah. I mean I'm flattered to be a Joe and a Meg yeah i love and that this is like, and amy i love that this is our version of like which sex in the city character are uh, you yeah. Oh. yeah that's bullshit which
0: little women character <laughs> <laughs> i also will say that like marmie as a character is someone that i would love to just talk about in general because i think she's also overlooked a lot and mm-hmm. now that i'm a grown-up i was like oh shit <laughs>
1: marmie well, i was gonna say let's not overlook Marmy. it's the only role left that i can play <laughs>
0: it's true well me too. Um, so yeah, no, I think you are a Meg and a Joe mixed together, and I'm a Beth and an Amy mixed together. Interesting. Just, yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. So, what do you want to? Let's 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 fight. Fisticuffs. What's what? What do you want to defend about Amy? Like, what do you want me to? Defend? I want to
1: defend nothing about Amy. What do you want me to defend? Okay, well, okay. So first first half of the story, Amy, because Amy is the only character played by two different actresses. Mm-hmm. Um, she is played by Kirsten Dunst in the younger version, and then she is played by Samantha Mathis in the older version. Mm-hmm. Two great actresses. S- sight tangent, like this movie, it, you know, I think we've talked about the Brat Pack before, but like what is the equivalent of like the female powerhouse teen actors from the 90s because that's this cast
0: mm-hmm. yeah because you have winona Ryder, claire danes kirsten dunst trina
1: alvarado mm-hmm. and samantha mathis yeah so first half of the movie there are four kids in this house amy mm-hmm. you are the youngest mm-hmm. and yet here you are acting like you deserve so much more she's selfish she says horrible things um, when um, Joe sells her hair to get money for the family. You're one beauty. <laughs> like, what a brat. And then also, when she's older, she's still out there giving, like, weird old maidems and being all pissy about Lori. And that's a, like that's a whole situation, too. But, like, I just, I'm not a fan of Amy. And then, and then... When they come back, because we're not here to tell the plot in order, folks. Yeah. When they come back, like, Joe is, like, happy and expresses that happiness. And then Amy's all like, Joe, tell me, tell me you're not mad at me. Tell me everything's okay. Blah, blah, blah. Hmm. So th- those are three points that you need to defend. You are an older sister, right? Yes. Okay. But I'm I, I'm an older sister to sisters. I'm a uh, younger sister to a brother. I feel like that's an important. That distinction. is a distinction to make. Yeah. I am
0: the youngest of five. So I have two older sisters Um, that are much older than me. So I feel like I just, w- I want
1: our listeners to know <laughs> how, how like. You want our listeners to know that I'm a hag no
0: no i didn't say when you were born i just want them to know like that this is coming from probably a place of experience like you have been the older sister to bratty younger sisters and i've been the bratty younger sister to older sisters that were not necessarily nicer than me like nicer to me um they're great now there's Susie, jennifer love you um but they know that we didn't necessarily get along in our childhood um the blanket on top of my head is falling podcasts are really glamorous um okay so the first thing you want me so what bratty thing at the beginning do you want me to defend or do you want me to defend her overall like aura
1: well i mean uh, oh i didn't even (laughs) i didn't even address the burning of the manuscript like she's she's just evil she's not a good person
0: she's trying to find her place in the world first off and joe's not good to her
1: either but joe's not mean joe doesn't destroy her property joe's just annoyed and rightfully so by the way you're such an older sister
0: it's so funny um i i mean i think when it comes to amy there's a lot of stuff that we probably haven't seen like first off that like she doesn't have the same relationship with her father that probably the other girls do because her father's been gone most of her like adolescent life because of the war also with amy that she probably got most of their hand-me-downs she's experiencing life just through them none of her experiences are new and so then no one treats them like new or exciting they're just oh well Meg and Joe have done that. Meg and Joe have done that. And so there is that as well. They're also, whenever Meg and Joe grow up, the family is more esteemed than they are. And they now reach that interesting like poverty phase when Amy is going through what is basically elementary school and middle school. So when Meg and Joe went through middle school, they were an esteemed family. And now when Amy's going through middle school, they're like, they have this weird kind of stigma against them. And, you know, middle school girls just suck. So Amy is getting a lot of that, which we see with the limes Um, and all, you know, because she's hit with that poverty whenever she's in that very adolescent phase um, compared to the other girls that are almost grown up through that. So I would just like to say that in defense of Amy, that yes, she's a brat, but she's also dealing with a lot of stuff and she's trying to like figure it out.
1: I would just like to point out mm-hmm. that in one of our recent movies, mm-hmm. we watched a little princess mm-hmm. about a girl who went from getting everything in life to being in poverty. And she wasn't mean. But
0: she didn't have two big sisters. I'm, sisters. I'm not saying Amy is an angel. I'm just saying that Amy. What She's I did. Evil. No. <laughs>
1: that's what I'm saying I'm saying I know easy.
0: but I feel like it like what's really cool about it is it is a realistic depiction of little of sisters especially oh, younger yeah. sisters. Oh, you know what yeah. I mean <laughs> that Louisa May Alcott could have taken a very like fairy tale romance approach and made it like sisters always get along and women are so humble and she really did create revolutionary kind of women and not only in Meg who settles for who like marries into poverty you know which is like revolutionary in its own right because a lot you know but joe who is revolutionary in that in her you know career esteems then you have beth who's revolutionary in her kindness and that she really doesn't want more out of life than to just be around her family and she did write a revolutionary character in amy that she was not you know a um I guess, beautiful or fair or genteel young lady when she was younger. Like she, Louisa May Alcott wrote a little sister. So. And I think Kirsten Dunst did so well.
1: I mean, yes, I love Kirsten, love Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Didn't love Amy. Didn't love Amy. And like, what excuse does older Amy have then for her, for her tude?
0: I mean I think she's still just a younger sister and I think she knows what she wants in life but women don't which is why I'm interested because I hear Florence Pugh brings a different element to it because you see her grow up which
1: Mm. was Florence Pugh Amy yeah okay
0: and that's the interesting like one thing I love about this movie is you do see Amy grow up kind of disjointed like that where it's like oh she is a completely different person than she was when she was little but i think there's also something to the same actress playing um, i wonder how much like the two actresses work together or if they were just on set completely different days and just created mm-hmm. two completely different characters you know what i mean yeah yeah so and we're not um i would like to take a moment now to talk about christian bale
1: oh moment of silence for christian yeah. bale
0: yeah because this is like um everything like this was our first big like he I thought he did out of all of Mm. them did a really good job of playing two like a younger and an older version of himself Mm -hmm. or of Mm Laurie like you could really see where I feel like Winona Ryder who is brilliant but I also feel like seems constant and so does Claire Danes on what their character like essence is where I feel like Laurie, you could see him go from being an adolescent boy to a jaded man.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, and I think that's part of the character. Oh. Yeah. The, he um he and Claire Danes have two of, in my opinion, like the greatest speeches in this movie. And I don't mean great in the sense of like I'm so incredibly inspired, mm-hmm. but just like so, so well delivered. Um And for me, it's when he's talking to Amy. Um, I hate
0: Fred Vaughn.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And like the whole thing comes down to like, and he's just like, I hate anyone. Like I am jealous of anyone because I like, I have always wanted to be a part of this family. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a great speech. And then um, Claire, Claire's, well, I guess not Claire, Amy. No, Beth, Beth, Beth.
0: I will be uh, homesick for you even in heaven.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. What a what a great speech. That's like mm-hmm. pretty homeland Claire Danes right there. Uh, Romeo, you know right off destined. of Romeo and
0: Juliet or going right into it.
1: I think right into it or okay. that film first. Either way, this was like her film debut. Okay.
0: And then that immediately after. Mm. And then so-called life. Uh.
1: Oh, Claire Danes. There's like Claire Claire Danes is one of those people that like when I was younger, mm-hmm. I like that that's like my dream career arc. Oh yeah. Um, which is kind of interesting to say because I was watching a show with Kristen Shaw today. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, she's like my dream character actor arc. So I think Claire Danes is like what I the arc I dreamed of before I knew like the type of actor I was. <laughs> in
0: graduate school they made us one of the like casting things is to like find actors that you not only resemble but have same like acting styles and Claire Danes was always the one that people pulled up for me um it was like yeah that makes sense so called life Claire Danes not homely Claire Danes because I'm yeah I love her so I and then Susan Sarandon as Marmee just uh. phenomenal
1: um, I don't. I don't know what made me think of this, but I want to make sure that I bring this up. Mm-hmm. The pattern matching in these costumes
0: <laughs> was good.
1: exquisite. Mm-hmm. Like these costumes were perfection.
0: Mm-hmm. And and yes, and another thing that I loved about these costumes is the amount that they showed the weather outside in these costumes inside so they'd show like how much the water would absorb in the in this like hem of the dress and they would show how much like the amount of texture that they placed because for those of you who aren't in in film most of the time it's not i'm gonna put this costume on you you're gonna walk around for a while and then come into the door it's hey put this costume on and then you enter the door and that you know so to have the amount of like three to four inches of water soaked into the hem of the dress is beautiful
1: yeah yeah i didn't even think about that Mm -hmm. and it, it also like i mean it did a lot it showed sort of the passage of time because we saw like, all of the seasons Mm -hmm. as the girls were growing up. Um, And, like, in some of those scenes, it, like, definitely heightened it. Like, when she's talking to Friedrich at the end of the movie, Mm -hmm. and it's just, like, pouring cold rain Mm -hmm. while they're just, like, pouring their hearts out to each other. Mm -hmm. Oh, I did it, and I didn't even... It's pouring rain, and they're pouring their hearts out. (laughs) Oh my God! Oh, Get directors. me on a film set. <laughs> Pay
0: me that money. I also love um, I maybe it's because I am starting to paint my house, but the amount of decor in these houses and just the painted walls and the fact that you could see the difference in finances between the different.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: houses and the boarding house and the aunt and phenomenal
1: i don't yeah i um i like just like my sexual awakening was for (laughs) so excited um, gamut and egon i like my like thing that like gets me going not like oh i'm turned on but like my thing that i'm like oh in movies is textures Mm -hmm. Uh like Oh, man, it's not like a bunch of colors. Give me the same color, but in like four different textures. Oh, so the
0: amount of like green and blue at the yeah. at the Lawrences.
1: And yeah, oh. Um, I you're the you're the you're the film person. Mm-hmm. But I probably much later in the film than you notice, like how much like red flowers appear in this film. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm sure that means something. Laura will probably tell us. I mean I know what that means in M. Night Shyamalan movies. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I heard he was heavily influenced by Little Women. Yes he. Uh, you heard it here
0: first. No, So like in the sixth sense that's like a big thing that he uses red flowers and he also uses red in like the village and stuff like that. I feel like it's just a color that pops. I mean I'd have to rewatch it thinking about that but like reds yeah so it just depends on what the filmmaker's going for. I feel like probably because the use of seasons i'd have to rewatch it again but it might be more about like blooming there's a lot of like flower imagery in general We uh, see lots of flowers during like they're all, because this is a very season heavy and like extreme weather heavy set like i'm sure that it has something to do with more like this is the spring season and this is the the fall season and and winter is renewal and hibernation because it starts off very winter heavy. Like they didn't have to go that hard with how much it snowed on this set, but they were like, nope, it's three feet of snow. <laughs> and, and the fall is like leaves everywhere. Spring is, you know, so I think it could just be aesthetic, you know, like it, not everything has to mean everything but it might just be that there's something to a spring or a renewal.
1: Yeah, I well, cuz I caught it because like when she goes and she's um in the house that she's in where she's like writing and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's like near the end of the movie there's a scene where like the gardener is cutting geraniums and potting them. Mm-hmm. And it's like right when she finishes her book, mm-hmm. the, the not as good book. Um and oh wait, maybe I'm mixing up the books. So that's well, definitely there, mm-hmm. and then there's a moment where she finishes a book, can't remember which one, but she mm-hmm. ties a red flower to it. Mm-hmm. And then when Amy comes in the house after the wedding, she's got a bouquet of red flowers.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and so also I, when Beth dies, you're you're right that they have all the red rose petals. It might be a chapter end. Mm-hmm. I wonder if you. This is totally a hypothesis. But I wonder if you read the book, if those are chapter ends. Because oh, be it feels... that would be so interesting, yeah. Yeah, because if it's Beth dying, Amy coming in, finishing a book, there might be something there.
1: That wasn't there before.
0: Yeah. Speaking of total tangent, I am not a Swifty in the slightest. Like, I enjoy Twi- Taylor Swift's music. But I am on TikTok. And... <laughs> <laughs> And my whole TikTok oh is Taylor Swift rabbit holes. And if I was like, I'm a filmmaker, but if I was like a filmmaker filmmaker, like with actual clout, man, I would put so many inside jokes and rabbit holes and like little like nuggets in there. So I'm sure there probably is something to it. So Julie, my question for you is, do you think, what is your What is your thoughts on Lori and Friedrich? when it comes to Joe.
1: Um it's okay, so it's interesting because
0: especially Christian Bale as Laurie, not not movie, not a book, not novel Laurie.
1: I mean, I I love Christian Bale as Laurie. I love their relationship. And it's funny cuz her like, we'd kill each other. I'm like, oh, that's why you have a fiery passion in a relationship. <laughs> um but it it does feel like either that's not what she wants for herself or she's not ready for that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know if it is the writing of their relationship, um, the book, the chemistry between Gabriel Byrne and Winona Ryder, Mm -hmm. but that, that connection was harder for me to believe. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. I was like oh you guys are together now
0: okay agreed I feel like we didn't see we either needed to see a little bit more of that like we'd kill each other like an example because we never see them have a like a disagreement or a moment you know what I mean
1: yeah where, it, where...
0: Mm-hmm. and then we also needed a little bit more lead-in to her and Friedrich I think
1: yeah and it, it does it felt like less like it didn't feel like oh this is the the performance or how they were directed it just felt like they didn't have enough time yeah to um to establish either of those relationships to justify that and like especially when Frederick like proposes to her like it just feels like when Nona Ryder is like doing the lord's work selling that
0: yeah yeah, because they really don't. And I feel like in the musical too, like not that this is what we're talking about, but like in the musical too, it always feels like that's almost an afterthought. So that would be probably the another thing that I would be wondering about watching the new version is that they put a little bit more just time into that relationship because it does feel like the audience has to go, okay, well, you said that you and Lori weren't good for each other. And you said that they were, you know? So I, yeah, I just feel like there wasn't as much of cultivating that relationship, and it felt um, just a little stagnant, where it didn't have that emotional end that I wanted it to.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the rain. But the rain dress.
0: on her dress. And also, running in the rain, and like someone proposing in the rain. Which like is great on film. I will say that I hate <laughs> the rain in real life, and I'd be like, "Can we get out of this rain? What are we doing?" Yeah, um, but in this film, phenomenal.
1: So, Laura, mm-hmm. this feels like a a solid wrap up moment. Uh huh. So, uh huh. <laughs> okay. No pressure. I know we're slowing think, it down so much. I think I, I okay. So, is it okay? Is it the Pickwick Papers that she writes? Right? No. God darn it! That's can I dickens. can I do one? Can I do one? Yeah, you're better at those than me. No, I'm not <sighs> better. Um,
0: I just have one that I know will make you so angry. Um, is it so good. No, it's it's horrible. You'll hate it. Uh, <laughs> One to 10 burned manuscripts. <laughs> How
1: would you rate this movie? Wow, you went there. I did. <laughs> okay. Um, I think I'm gonna go with seven. I don't have a specific reason mm-hmm. why, but um like I I do love this movie. Mm-hmm. There's definitely nostalgia for me. I think their performances are all amazing. Mm-hmm. Um but it's those, yeah, it's the it's the marriage stuff for me. <laughs>
0: I was actually going to say a seven as well because really? I, yeah. Cause same, like, I love this movie as a child. I loved it like as a college student and I enjoyed watching it. I do feel like I probably the same thing where I was like, I just, it takes more for me to believe, believe that these characters are in love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I just, I, I loved all the women in this movie I loved all the men and their acting I none of none of these characters I thought were actually in love with each other including Meg and Mr. Brooke
1: yeah like none
0: I was like oh none of you so I don't I want to like honestly research like how long did this take to film because I'm wondering if they just filmed it very quickly if no one was on set with each other like that long you know what I mean so I would agree. I feel like now, if we were just measuring the costuming,
1: mm. ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten.
0: Um, but yeah, yeah. I had the same thing where I was like, "Wow, this movie." So now we're gonna have to watch the new one and then report back. I bet. Um, um, also, the the wigs in
1: this, like oh, I genuinely yes. thought it was their hair.
0: Yes, phenomenal,
1: phenomenal. Uh. So, Julie, what do you have to look forward to besides the sprouts? <laughs> Are you policing my things that I'm excited No, you're going about? to talk about sprouts. That's fine. I'm not going to talk about sprouts. <laughs> but I am going to talk about um, there's a grocery store that I'm really excited about opening up down the street for me. Um, I do not recall the name. Is this Sprouts? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so what am what am I looking forward to um, mm-hmm. besides having a few days off? Um, I'm I'm looking forward to. Um, I have been very very lucky over the past um, week or so, and some opportunities have worked out for me to get to travel and mm-hmm. travel for work. Um, mm-hmm. Which, you know, I I love traveling for fun, but I don't know why. I just feel so cool traveling for work. It's the best.
0: It's, I love it so much. I love it so much.
1: So Laura, what are you looking
0: forward to? Um, I'm, I am taking, (laughs) this is the nerdiest thing I'm ever going to say. I'm taking the, I'm taking the GRE on Sunday. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've spent three months studying. Um, my hopes are to, uh, hopefully enroll to pursue my doctorate in 2022, but to do that, I have to take the GRE. So I'm taking it on Sunday. They have a work from, or a test from home option, uh, because of COVID. So I'm going to. My dog's gonna go to day camp and I'm gonna spend four hours taking a test. And I'm actually looking forward to it because I'm a nerd.
1: That's so. really awesome.
0: Yeah. So one one step at a time. Well, listeners, uh, thanks. Thanks for listening. We didn't, I'm so sorry, we didn't mention the age difference between Julie and I once. So you are sober. <laughs> i apologize
1: i i feel like that was a weird laugh like for the record i don't know (laughs) what was happening to my body in that moment but
0: so take a shot for julie's weird anytime we laugh weirdly you can take a shot um which now you're drunk already okay (laughs) bye listeners bye Culture Period Peace Podcast is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.